Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delightful page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Nadarim 51, one of my all-time favorite Talmudic stories. This one tells of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, who's the man who redacted the Mishnah, a very, very important and influential rabbi in his time, and also a very wealthy guy. And one day, he throws a wedding, the event of the season. He invites everyone, except that is for his buddy, Bar Kapara. Bar Kapara, by the way, then goes ahead and commits what may very well be the first graffiti in recorded history. He scrolls on the wall of Yudanasi's house. 24,000 dinars were spent on this wedding and no one thought to invite Bar Kapara. But he is so ticked off at Rabbi Udanasi, that when he's finally invited to the feast and he's sitting there at the table, he wants to do his best to embarrass the host. So he waits for the wine to go around, and then he starts asking questions, really thorny questions, like this one. Have a listen. Bar said to Rabbi Udanasi at the wedding, What is the meaning of the word to'eva, abomination, used by the Torah to describe homosexual intercourse? Leviticus 18.22. Whatever it was that Rabbi Yehuda Nasi said to Bar Kapara in explanation, claiming that this is the meaning of Toeva, Bar Kapara refuted it by proving otherwise. Rabbi Yehuda Nasi said to him, You explain it. Bar Kapara said to him, Let your wife come and pour me a goblet of wine. She came and poured him wine. Bar Kapara then said to Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, Arise and dance for me, so that I will tell you the meaning of the word. This is what the Merciful One is saying in the Torah, in the word to Eva, you are straying after it, to ataba. That means after an atypical mate. This is a very, very, very intricate, complicated, and kind of wonderful passage. And to help us unpack it, I have the pleasure of welcoming to the show Rabbi Mike Moskowitz, scholar in residence at Congregation Bet Simcha Torah. Rabbi Moskowitz, hello. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure. Now tell me, we hear the story, we hear, you know, this conversation, the Talmud, a book that intricately records whatever anyone says. In this case, kind of says, Rabbi Yonanasi said this, and Bar Kapara said that, and it's not entirely clear, and there's dancing, and there's drinking involved, and there's more ambiguity than clarity. Help us figure this out. Yeah, it's a fantastic story. And I think with uh, a modicum of humility, we can acknowledge that it wasn't so clear what the word meant. If Rebbe Udanati is able to say, you know, more than one interpretation, as opposed to trying to bring proofs to support his position, uh, it means that it really wasn't so clear. And what's interesting about the word Tueva, of course, is you find it here very famously around this prohibition of being with a man being with another man. But the way that it's framed here, it actually narrows the space. The way that Rashi and Tzitzvah and the majority of the Rishayim and the medieval commentators understand is the Atta is speaking to a man who's married to a woman who's making a mistake to be with another man on the side, which is, of course, the most literal interpretation of the verse that a man shouldn't be with another man the way he is with a woman, which implies that there's a woman involved, not globally, but very specifically. Right. And you see this parallel, honestly, in the code of Jewish law around uh, lesbianism, where it says that husbands should warn their wives not to be with other women who are known to be kind of uh, queer. And it's really interesting that there are also there's three people involved. And it's seen the way in which even Rashi understands this is that it's an issue of znus. It's an issue of promiscuity. And I think there's something really powerful 
in refuting what I think is a woman's perspective that like, I'm not being unfaithful to my husband with just being with this other woman on the side. It's not real that, you know, gay sex isn't real sex or, you know, a queer relationship is not a real relationship. And so I'm not actually being unfaithful. And what the code of Jewish law is saying and what the Gemara here is framing is that no, it's absolutely real. And uh, a man who's being with another man on the side is making a mistake and misrepresenting himself either as straight to his wife or available to the side guy. And it's consistent when we see this word to'eva deployed elsewhere, for example, in the prohibition of wearing misgendered clothing, that the to'eva there is not that a person is of a particular gender or representing themselves as a particular gender, but it's really in that prohibition of misrepresenting oneself in order to gain access to gendered spaces for nefarious or licentious purpose. And so I think in that way, it's actually really helpful in reframing the conversation today about kind of the rabbinic malpractice of asking queer men to marry in heteronormative spaces that they're actually coming to support the most literal prohibition and enabling this prohibition, uh, which today in our time is, is kind of inevitable. If you have people who are married to somebody who's of a gender that they can't be attracted to, um, you know, the probability that there will be somebody on the side uh, is pretty likely. That is so fascinating. So to ask you unkindly to sort of sum it all down for us, if we were to take one kind of teaching, one kind of insight to guide us through this very complicated thicket uh, that is growing, you know, more and more relevant every day, what are we to learn, you think, from, from today's page of Talmud? Sure. What I think is perhaps uh, a really important message that speaks to the edge of a lot of orthodoxy is you orthodoxy are making a mistake in asking this man who's attracted to other men to bring uh, a woman into the equation and marry in mixed orientation uh, marriages. Right. That's the atta, you know, the toya atta ba, that you're enabling the prohibition of the Hebrew Bible, the way that it's understood in the Gemara here and through the major them that you're enabling this kind of promiscuity of, of a lack of exclusivity by forcing somebody to marry somebody who they couldn't be attracted to. Rabbi Mike Moskowitz, for all the work that you do and for bringing this intricacy and clarity and wisdom to today's stuff, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scaramuccia, Mark Oppenheimer, and Sarah Fredmanader. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.